Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer, Brendan and Scott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us. We've got hundreds of texts. A lot of you have a lot to say about what we watched last night. Two nasty, brutal, hard-fought, hard-hitting, at times cheap, dirty games between Edmonton and Montreal. If you're not a fan of the Oilers, I'm detecting a bit of a tone. Uh, you seem to be fine with things and think that anybody that's suggesting maybe the league needs to do a better job protecting their stars is completely out to lunch. If you are a fan of the Oilers, I'm detecting a tone. You weren't happy with how last night's game was managed. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, providing winning results for 35 years. Guests on the show will receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, now open for takeout orders Full details at jvedmonton.ca. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome back for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Longtime NHL goaltender, now lead analyst for the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks. Hello, Kevin. How you doing? Stop. I'm great. Hope everybody's doing well out in Alberta, too. We had a couple beauties, but speaking of beauties, we got to talk about a beauty uh, that I've had the privilege. Uh, you've known him a lot longer than me, but I've gotten to know him over the last uh, 12, 12 years. The Carolina broadcasters um, have been, you know, some of the best guys in the business, both on the radio and TV side, just, you know, devoid of ego, uh, just real good people. I mean, uh, when they had John Forslund working together with Trip. Tracy, that might have been the best regional television broadcast in the NHL. Forsland, of course, now national based guy. Uh, Tripp's a pretty special guy, isn't he? Totally, yeah, totally. Tripper's awesome. Those guys are great. They're, as you said, they're ranked number one, really, as far as regional or team broadcast duels. They're great, and, and Tripper's awesome. Trip Tracy, for a lot of you Oiler fans and NHL fans out there in Alberta, he's the uh, now solo voice of the. Carolina Hurricanes, and as you mentioned, John Forsland, who was a play-by-play, has now departed for NBC on a national basis, and he'll be actually joining Seattle, Kraken, expansion Seattle next year as their lead play-by-play, but Trip Tracy is one of the best color guys in the business, uh, as far as color, color analysts, rather, and a great personal friend. We've known each other for years, 20-plus years, and obviously he speaks so highly of you too, Stop. We were all texting prior to coming on air with your show, but he speaks super highly of you and the job that you do as well. So if you NHL fans are there, and you Euler fans, give a listen to his podcast, Digging In With Trip. He had the great one. He had the great one in his most recent uh, episode, the great Wayne Gretzky, who you all know so well. And uh, it was a really, really outstanding interview. So give that a listen, Digging In With Trip podcast. Yeah, good job. I'm, I hope he appreciates the cross promotion there. We've had, you know, we've had Wayne occasionally on the show, about once every six weeks. So uh, we love having him on. All right, and, and let's, let's start there. When Wayne played... 
And not mm-hmm. a lot of teams took uh, liberty liberties with Wayne Gretzky because the Oilers, you know, would have Semenko and Jackson initially in the early 80s, and Lee mm-hmm. Foglin would take care of the middleweights, and then they brought in Kevin McClellan and Marty McSorley, and they moved out mm-hmm. Semenko and eventually brought in Dave Brown, who was a pure-blooded assassin. Oh, yeah. And George LaRocque is on after than you. Like, the Oilers have had some of the toughest. Louis DeBrusque was on before. They've had some of the toughest guys in NHL history in this market. But the game... Unquestionably. Totally. Yeah, go ahead. But, mm-hmm. but we're at a different time. Like, we don't have those types of guys anymore in the league. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. And I think the league has to... You know, it's interesting. Yesterday, the GMs had a conference call, and they talked about cross-checking. And then, I don't know if you saw the Oilers and the Canadians go at it the two games. I mean, it was nasty, brutal, exciting, passionate hockey. And the Canadians' mm-hmm. top 4D is built to win in the playoffs, especially if they're not going to call penalties. Give me your thoughts on what we saw, and give, give me your impression as to whether or not, you know, how do you respond to seeing your some of your best guys get treated that way on the ice? Look, I think you, you really framed it perfectly in that in the Oilers, uh, 80s Oilers and up to 1990 when they won that last cup, and even when they went to the cup final in 06, one thing I can say about the Oilers, they've always had... I like to say, and pardon the reference, they've always had a nuclear threat on their team, or multiple. They've always had those nuclear submarines. You mentioned, be it Louis DeBrus, be it Dave Brown, be it George, Big George. I mean, there's a lot of players that they've had over the years that have been really, really tough that can handle business. And if things don't go the diplomatic or the friendly route, well, you want to take the game in the alley, we can, we can win there too. So if I look at their roster right now, I think – it's, it's a little, that's the one area that I feel they're missing. And I know Jujar Kara, obviously, and hope he's okay. He's been injured a couple times this year. That looked scary the other night again. I hope he returns to full health. And we know Darnell can throw them. But we also know Darnell is a Norris Trophy candidate defenseman right now that played another 25-plus minutes last night. So I think that's something that the oil really, really need. Obviously, Zach Cassian being there provides that too. But I, I think that they need a heavyweight specialist in their group. I really do a Ryan Reeves type in their group because to your point, otherwise opposing teams are like, Hey, we know Darnell can't go all the time because they need him on the ice. He's the number one D. Okay. If, if Cass is, is feeling good, he might be able to go and, and or here's what's crazy stuff. Last night in the studio, alongside Ryan Callahan and Jameson Coyle, I was going crazy before the game started because we could see the backhaul footage with Chieson. I don't know if you guys saw this stop. Yeah, Chieson yeah. was on the other side of the red line, center ice red line. So I knew the fireworks were coming, and I told our producer last night, I'm like, listen, make sure you save this. And sure enough, surely enough, they got into that tilt early in the game. So, um, it, look, I, I understand the frustrations out there in oil country. And, of course, you have two of the best players in the world in, in Leon and, and Connor that are going to finish 1-2 in scoring, I believe, this season, which will only be the second time in NHL history. Uh, but all that to say, I really think that um, that's something that's plaguing the oil right now, and other teams know it. That's, that's a part of their strategy against the oil. Well, it's interesting uh, because some teams would say you got to move away from having that nuclear deterrent. Now, Zach Cassian got hurt first shift or second shift of the game last night. Correct. They they mm-hmm. miss they missed Cassian not landing some shots, you know, in on the forecheck. They miss yes. Kara is not a great fighter, but he's physically engaged. He can play a little bit of center. They miss not having those two guys. 
You know what? Correct. When you when you have McDavid and Drysdale, I'm just going to throw this at you. When you have those yeah. guys, maybe you can play a fourth line left wing that plays six or seven minutes a game. That is that you know that is amongst the like. I'll give you an example. Dylan Run- exactly Dylan, Mac- Dylan McElrath is a right shot. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, could you in theory maybe have like he's a free agent? Could you, in theory, maybe have that guy that just sits there and rides shotgun and against teams that play a heavy? Because Montreal had a soft team, Kevin. Now they're tough. Correct. Now they got a. They're they're tough. Maybe Mm -hmm. you spot pick when McElrath goes in. Like, could you maybe? Would you, if you were managing a team, would you contemplate having always? I would always have one of those guys. I wouldn't contemplate any. I would look. I would say. These are our shorelines. Here's our shoreline, and this is our aircraft carrier number one. This is the aircraft carrier number two. Here's the Navy destroyer number three, and here's our nuclear sub. That's what I would do in running a club. Totally. Are you kidding me? Like, listen, I don't think it's any real surprise out there that when the Oil have had their best teams, they always had. They, I, I heard literally. I heard Gretz talk about this yesterday. On Tripper's podcast that I was referencing earlier, you don't think that that Mess and Gretz and, and Paul Coffey and those guys, you don't think that those guys recognize what Dave Brown and some of those other guys did for them and the space they created and allowed them to feel protected to go out there and, you know, uh, Dave Semenko and all the rest of them, Big George, in, in later years? Of course. Louis DeBrus that you mentioned? Totally. Like, Everybody could talk about speed and skill, but here's my one question to anybody right there in Fort Mac today that's tuned in, okay? Here's my thing. Imagine Stanley Cup playoffs come, all right? You guys have all seen your share of Stanley Cup playoff hockey out there. Here's one thing I know as a player. First of all, the rule book kind of gets tossed to the side a little bit, right? And then it becomes big man hockey, power hockey. The rink that go, it feels like it goes from 200 by 85, to 150 by 50, the rink shrinks. And you've got to play a power game in the postseason. Hey, listen, if I'm an opposing team and I know I've got seven games against, against a certain team and they don't have a physical response or they only have one person, I'm going to be responsibly physical, but I'm going to be taking some runs at guys. I mean, that's just how it's always gone. So to me, even in the regular season, you need to, you need to have those deterrents. If I'm running a team, there'd be one or two of those guys for sure. Hands down. We're joined right now on my roster. We're joined by Kevin Weeks. So Kevin, here's the other part of it. The other leagues protect their stars, and and yeah. and, I, and I know you're in a tricky position here because you know I work for the Oilers, you work for the league. The sure. the, uh, the other leagues protect their stars, and we have a Peterborough influence. Colin Campbell, <laughs> Mike Murphy, yeah. Chris King, uh, yeah. right? Totally. And Kay Whitmore. They, Kay Whitmore. There's Whit, an, okay. And I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and and I'm thinking maybe the NHL is lagging a little bit behind and protecting their stars compared to some other point uh, sports, specifically basketball and the NFL. What do you think? Listen, I always agree. The only difference with our sport is it's so f- – it's so hyper-physical to where players can also stand up for themselves, too, and, and there's an allowance for that. Yep. Uh, you know, basketball, not to, not to salt any of the basketball players, but they might be able to, I don't know, some players might be able to fight off court, but 
a lot of them haven't been able to fight on court unless you're maybe Kendrick Perkins <laughs> or Charles Oakley back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and Charles Oakley is a tough customer, man. He, he'd be a fighter in the NHL if he played there. But uh, And Kendrick Perkins, who recently retired not that long ago. But all that to say, you don't really have that toughness in those leagues as far as that's concerned. Same thing with football players, again, as it pertains to being on field. Our sport allows our players, of course, you're going to get penalized, but it allows them to be able to, to handle things. But, yeah, I, I certainly agree that there's times where, from an officiating standpoint, we could be a little bit more stringent on protecting our stars. But, you know, for this podcast, for this radio interview, excuse me, a lot of the great listeners out there, they're going to say, yeah, well, that's weeks, that's sh- for sure. But now, that's if it's on Connor or Leon or, or Darnell or whoever. But now if the table's turned and it's a battle of Alberta, and let's say it's, say it's Zach Cassian that gets in on the forecheck and say he eliminates Matthew Kachuk and he gets called a boarding penalty, then, you know, of course, then fans for the oil, they're going to be like, oh, what's going on? You can't make a hit anymore. So I think there's a slippery slope there, but I do feel that there's more that can be done. And here's another thing, Stoff, in this conversation. What I love about this year is I do like the fact that there's a little more intensity because it's a shortened season. And then because of the, the, the way the schedule is, you're playing the same team over and over. So the temperature is getting turned up this season from all the players and the coaches and the people I speak to. They're like, we see, we actually, you know, respectfully from a hockey standpoint, we can't stand these guys. <laughs> like, we can't stand them because we're playing yeah. them all the time. So some hatred gets built up. It's awesome. It's no question. It's awesome. Uh, Mike Smith was quite it. quite exasperated with the officials on the fourth goal last night. <laughs> like when you played, man, guys interfered with the goaltenders all the time, didn't they? Oh, always. Yeah, totally. You kidding me? Like, I mean, who, Thomas who, Holmstrom, Dino yeah. Cicerelli, I, I, I can go on and on for the players. Shanny, that front guy. Like, there's so many of them. Marty Lapointe. I mean, I can go up and down the rosters from all the teams. Mike Knubel. There were so many of those types of players that were disruptors <laughs> in front of the net. And, and what was sucks is they do it to you in practice when you're teammates with them too. But uh, you love to see it when they did it in the games against the opposing goalie. But um, yeah, no, that's it, the main thing is I'm, I'm all for more offense in the game. No question. But I would also say too, that you, you should have to protect the goalies and you have to be mindful of the contact. And on some instances where there's contact, I know a lot of, a lot of people kind of eye roll, but literally it could be the difference. And heaven forbid, I don't want to put this out there, but heaven forbid, let's say you're Mike Smith, and you know what Smitty's meant to the oil this year. We've been talking about it, right? Sure. And you know how great he's been. And heaven forbid, you know, a lower extremity is the ankle that buckles, it's the knee joint that buckles. Like, that's worst case scenario for the oil. You know what I mean? And, and your passionate fans out there. I mean, that would almost be a season ender, as far as I'm concerned, for how good he's been to their team. So some of those plays in short, they border on, uh, on one of those unfortunate outcomes and you never want to be able to, you never want to see that no matter who it is. Two more questions for you. One involves the Montreal Canadiens. Mark Bergeron's top four, that top 40, if they're, if they're not going to call stuff, that is a heavy, thick, tough top four defense to get through. And they'll eventually get Carey Price back. They'll have Price and Jake Allen, good one-two punch. Uh, to me, Montreal's, that's a scary matchup for, you know, assuming it's going to be Toronto, Winnipeg, or Edmonton, one of those three teams. It's going to be a real battle. Uh, you're right. And it's funny because you alluded to this earlier too, Stoff. I don't know what's happened. I mean, Montreal's had some good years. 
I don't know what's happened with Mark Bergevin for the, the longest time, but this offseason, and I told you this earlier in the year, he won the offseason for me. It, it took a long time. There's a lot of questionable moves, and they never they still to this point didn't have the number one center, but they never had edge. You said it earlier. They were always soft outside of Brandon Gallagher and maybe the odd person in their roster, Dale Weiss and a couple of guys over the years, but they were always soft. They were soft on pucks, soft on the body. And give Bergevin credit, again, to be objective, it took him way too long. But I give him a lot of credit. This offseason, he got guys that wanted to play hard, that like a Josh Anderson, sorry Oilers fans, you saw him run wild yesterday, having that Hattie, but a big, powerful body, a powerful presence with skill and jam, a Tom Wilson-esque type player. And, and on the D specifically, obviously with Shea being healthy, although he's not playing up to his best, but with Shea being healthy, bringing in a Joel Edmondson that leads the NHL in, in plus minus. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, Petrie back there too is having himself another really good year. I can go on and on. Overall, and Corey Perry even up front. Like, they've added jam to that team. And, and as you would have seen in that exciting little two-game set between the Oil and, and the Habs, you can't just push the, hab, the Habs around anymore. You can't push them out of the rink anymore. So, No question. Uh, no question. Yeah. Here's somebody quickly I want to say too off because I know when you and I speak offline here's one and for the fans out there too which would be interesting I'm really impressed that Winnipeg locked up Adam Lowry when we speak of tough players and we speak of guys that, that bring jam oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice that was a really smart contract signing because had he gotten to the marketplace a lot of teams would have been coveting his services big powerful can skate can make a play and could staple you through the glass. Very tough. So nice signing by Winnipeg to re-sign him there. Sorry. Yeah, look, I, I saw your stuff a couple days ago involving the verdict out of uh, out of Minneapolis. Uh, today is mm-hmm. Earth. Uh, today is Earth Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all love nature, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Especially yes. out here. Some some might call it God's country. I wouldn't want to offend anybody on that front regarding <laughs> Western Canada. I know you got a lot of time for uh, the Great White North and uh, family connection to Alberta as well, Kevin. We love having you on the show. Thanks, Stop. Yeah, happy Earth Day to everybody. And uh, hope everybody's staying as, as strong as you can. I keep echoing that. I know these are challenging times, and especially for a place like Alberta that has so many hard workers and, and entrepreneurial people. And people that like to grind, I, I know that's been made a little bit more difficult. But stay strong, and hopefully we can all come through this year. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Kevin. Love having you on the show. You too, stuff. Thanks, my man. Thanks to all the fans out there, too. Thanks. There you go. That is Kevin Weeks, or Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. When we come back, your Oilers Now prospect report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and cabinetry a legacy of excellence this is orders now for years you've visited japanese village for the ultimate dining experience now they're excited to be invited to your place bring the celebration home with japanese village takeouts succulent triple a alberta steak and fresh seafood with delectable secret sauces and so much more order tonight at jvedmonton.ca we want to see you We'll be right back. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Old scene in the car business. Cars cost less than Otasco and Brent Ridge Ford, 10-time Presence Award winner for customer satisfaction. Open six days a week to serve you. They are following all COVID protocols and that protect both customers and staff. Just talking to Uncle Milt, he tells me, at Brent Ridge Ford, they're low on used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We are going to go into the Oilers Now Prospect Report, brought to you Tuesdays and Thursdays by Scott Arthur, Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Today, we're going to talk about the University of Michigan. Three of the top 15 ranked prospects for the upcoming NHL entry draft are out of the University of Michigan, which would make um, Craig Button pretty happy. The number one ranked overall prospect for the upcoming uh, draft is six foot five, two hundred and eleven pound left shot defender Owen Power. He's from Mississauga, played at Michigan. Cam York, a first rounder of the Flyers, was on the Wolverines this past year as well. And Power is the consensus number one pick. Uh, by the way, the Edmonton Oil Kings, Dylan Gunther, split in TSN Bob McKenzie's. Uh, Top 32 as the number two pick. Two other forwards, both about six foot one, both around 170 pounds. Uh, Matthew, uh, Beniers, a centerman, and Kent Johnson, a winger, also ranked in the top 15. So Michigan obviously had an exciting team. I would suggest that Johnson and Beniers will, well, all three, well, we'll see on power. Uh, power might have a chance to play in the NHL this season, but certainly Johnson and Beniers would be expected back at the University of Michigan this year. All right. Uh, we got about 30 seconds here. We're going to bring Brendan Escott in. Brendan. Kevin Weeks hit on something pretty interesting. He said he'd have a guy like Nicholas Delorier, a designated hammer on the Oilers team. And some will say, isn't that what you have um, Zach Cassian for? I don't think that's what Zach, the, the, you know, I think Zach was expected to play in the top nine and not necessarily be just a fighter. So on that thought, what are your thoughts about Kevin Weeks going down that path? Would you do that with the Oilers next season? Yeah, it seems a little bit old school, but the way that things have shaken down, and you know you can you can get away without one, in my opinion, for the regular season. When it comes to playoff time, when it comes to crunch time, and you see how these bigger-built teams, uh, like St. Louis, for example, who won not too long ago, that's how they got it done. So if you don't have some sort of equalizer out there, I, I think you're, you're, you're behind. And to me, absolutely, I would have somebody who can consistently fill that role you don't have to do anything else other than chip pucks in and go hit somebody, you know, but uh, but skate and, and and be that presence. And, yeah, I agree with you that Cassian has really not filled that out. Um, maybe they were looking for 12 to 15 goals out of him. They don't well, seem I to th- be getting it. I think they were. I think he's had a tough year. He's dealt with a couple injuries. Now he's got a second one. Uh, I'm looking for a guy like at 800000 to a million bucks that plays 35 to 40 games in a full season. Probably a left winger if the orders are to get that guy. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about that with George LaRock. We'll also talk about Earth Day. I mean, George once ran as a member of the Green Party after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.